All right, we're coming to you live from the trailer out here at HBF. This is for audio purposes. Um, as you know, I like to go through and I like to do word studies inside of here. And this is a kind of an older one. Um, you may have seen this. You may have not. But I'm going to write a phrase up here. And hopefully you see it. It speaks truth. It resonated with me when I was first saved as a believer in Jesus Christ. It was a bumper sticker, and it actually has a lot of truth. And so, I'll come in here. I'm going to do this in different colors. Okay, so we've seen this. You guys have seen this right here. If you don't know Jesus, you're not going to know peace. And we're talking N-O. So if you look at that, do you understand that, Oliver? If you don't know Jesus, you don't know peace. I used to have a shirt that said the exact same thing on it. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. However, if I change that a little bit, and then this was kind of laid on my heart, so again, this is going to kind of be a light one here. But if you put this, all of a sudden, you put a K and a W on the outsides of the no, you have a different definition of the word. You no longer have a negative, which is the N-O version. You now have K-N-O-W. Now you can know Jesus. You can know peace. All right? And so in my Bible, I'm going to get into the right one. Let's go to Isaiah 9-6. What is, what is prominent about Isaiah 9-6 in the Bible? So get your Bibles out. Let's go to Isaiah 9-6. And let's read this. You guys, especially those that have been here at church for a while, that have grown up in the church, you probably have heard this one right here. Isaiah what? 9-6. So about in the middle, a little bit, but yet past um, Psalms and Proverbs is Isaiah. Past... Yes, Hallie. You know, that, that's a fair question, and and it's part of that knowledge puff it up. Not, you know, if you get knowledge, it puffs you up, and so it basically it fills you up with pride. Just because you think you know something, you have some intelligence, are you applying it? So, that, so like the best way I like to describe that is knowledge is the first step um, inside there. Wisdom, how I like to define it, is wisdom's the application of knowledge. So, knowledge is just knowledge. It's just items. Think about knowledge in school. You go to school, you're, whether you're homeschool or not, you're you're doing a math assignment. You know, simple recite. Two plus two is four. You can recite that. That's knowledge. How do you apply that? That's wisdom. So people that think they know peace, how can they do it? It's just based on knowledge. Have they experienced that peace? Another way that I like to go through and explain that as well is how do you... So a lot of you guys are saved. Some of you are not. That's okay. But for those that are saved, do you guys remember the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? 
My testimony in that is the day that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that day I bent the knee, I literally bent down on my knee. I was on both my knees. And I was crying like a little baby. I knew I was broken. And I was, I'm not a dummy, even though I claim to be a dummy sometimes. I thought I had peace, but it was a false peace. And I, like I said, I broke down at the camp and I cried like a baby. I needed to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And when that happened, when I finally said, I want to be a believer, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross, he was buried and rose again on the third day. When I said that prayer, it's a come into my life, Jesus. I felt peace. And it was, it was a true peace. And out of that peace, I could stand up. And I'm a big guy. And I, I joke about it. I am a big guy. I've always been a big guy. But I felt like I could walk in the air. I, I, nothing could hold me down. I felt light. I felt ten foot tall. So that's a, the, the sense of peace right there. Not that I was invincible, but I had peace in who I was and where I was going. Does, does that help? But how are you supposed to convince someone else who does not believe in the Bible, who does not think they need that, or who thinks they are, to perfectly fine with their behind to convince them to? So that's, that's where, that's always going to be tough. And the reason I'm going to say it's going to be tough is because we got to do it through the Bible. We got to show them in the Bible. The best way I can do that, the easiest way I can do that is through Romans Road. You know, going through the journey of Romans Road. So, you know what? That's something we can work on. It's okay. If you don't know, I, you know what? I thought it as well. I'll be honest. I didn't hear about Romans Road until I started coming to HBF. And everyone always said, oh, Romans Road, Romans Road. And we're like, what is this? And it's, it's some good scripture to follow right there. Um, your dad actually has a great study on it. Um, he's a good resource on it. And he actually, he made us memorize and he added extra verses to secure it. Not extra verses to the Bible, but, um, we had to memorize, I think, I forget right off the top of my head from HBI, but he wanted us to memorize and write out the Bible verses for Romans Road. And it's a path. It's not the only path. Um, the, the true only path is through Jesus Christ. So we can start out in John 14, 6. So we'll just kind of go through it. I know we did it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but go to John 14, 6. Because we've got to set the precedent, right? we got to set God's authority. That's going to be the first thing as we go through and we try to convince someone to know Jesus and to know peace, is we want to go through and set God's authority. So the book of John, um, we're getting ready to go through that in the middle school. Group, we're going to go through John, and we're going to kind of study this out a little bit. But John fourteen six, anyone there? Shane, can you go ahead and read it for me, please? Jesus said, "I'm doing it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes Exactly. So what Jesus is doing is saying, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me." There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to know Jesus, and, it, and it's, it's through Him. The only way we're going to know God is through Jesus Christ. So we have to set the path. So Romans Roads is one of that. So I think I'm going to butcher this. 
Uh, Romans 3.23. I may have to pull my phone out and get a quick reference. And it's okay to use a reference. I want you guys, you're not being quizzed. I'm not being quizzed. It's always better to go through the Bible with the correct reference instead of trying to guess it through there. Because it gives more authority. Romans 3.23. So we have to establish where we're at with this. So I'm going to pull it up on my phone as a quick reference. Just to kind of go through, again, to help us out. Who has that in their Bible? Romans 3.23. Elena, please. All right. So that's part of the first step. We have to get to the point to realize I'm not perfect. All have sinned. We have all sinned. So we got to understand that. So that's the knowledge. And it's a hard knowledge to admit. Oh, I'm good. I'm basically good. Um, I do good things. That's great. That's fine. But from the Bible, it's not. It doesn't measure up. Because even if you're good, we have the sin carcass. We have the corruption of sin. So we still have a little bit of that that tarnish that goes with it because of our sin. And that goes back to Adam and Eve. So we have to be aware of that. So again, what, he, what Paul is saying right here is all have sinned. So let me ask you, and I've asked this before, have you ever lied? Okay, everyone raise their hands. You know, we have all told lies. You know, she's not participating, but she's lied. And if she hasn't, um, even a white lie, if you've done something deceptive, it is a lie. What's, what's, what's define it? Black and white. Have you ever disobeyed your mom and dad? I'll raise both hands because yes, I, I have raised both hands. I, I, have, I have I've dishonored my parents. I've been disobedient. Let me let me let me throw this one. This one was a controversy one. Yeah, Oliver does. That was just okay. We understand. You're all in. Yes. Um. But the other one, the other one I talked about, have you guys ever committed murder? I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Have you committed murder? And the answer is, I'm, I'm going to say, well, hang on. Exactly. Thank you. If you ever use the word fray, all right, if you ever use the word, I hate that person. That is murder, and then you can find that in First John in three, First John three. Because if you hate your brother, it is committing murder. So, so have you ever used that word? I hate. I hate so and so. I hate sin is the exception. We are to hate sin. We're to do that because God hates sin. But if you hate someone else, that is an act of murder in your heart. We are not to hate. So, have you done all those? Have you lied? Have you ever stolen anything? Have you taken something that's not yours without permission? So, well, let's put it this way: as a little kid, did you ever go help yourself? Did you ever go help yourself to the cookie jar and get cookies without your mom and dad's permission? That's stealing. That's stealing. So you see where I'm going with that? 
We've all fall short of the glory of God. We've all, because of a sin. And we've done it. So we have to get to that point. So Hallie, come to that. The person has to come to a point in their life to understand, I am not perfect. I, do I really know peace? And so that's the first step. So the next one, this actually kind of ties in. I'm kind of glad we're going through this again. I know some of you guys are like... All right, so let's go to Romans 5.8. And whoever gets there, raise your hand first. Romans 5.8. All right, Elena. Go ahead and read it. You see right there, even though God loved us so... And even though we're sinners, God loves us. He sent His Son, Christ, for us. A lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that sacrifice. Why would God send His only begotten Son and, and save us? And so we have to have that workflow on that. So, yeah. It's a... If you're joking, in, there's grace with that. So like, say you like you're play arguing, or like you guys are just jacking around. Yeah, that, that's. I didn't kill you. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, but we have to be careful because words hurt. Remember, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. We have to remember our words can cut, and those wounds do hurt. Yeah, words can. So kind of be aware of that. You know, when we joke, we because you can take things out of context. I can see that you're joking with him about that. But if I was just to walk by and hear you say that, I hate you, Carter. And I know, and I didn't see your expressions. I just was walking behind you and I heard that. I'm gonna be like, Howie, what the? But I'm not. But you see what I'm saying? You you got to have the context with it. So yes, I know you're joking about that. But people that walk by may not. And so we have to be aware of that context. So, we got to remember, God loved us that He sent His only begotten Son. That's what we see in Romans 5.8. As we continue down the road, so this is a journey. Let's go to Romans 6.23. So we're just right there. Someone else want to get me that for me? Oliver. Amen. We are sinners. Again, the wages of sin. And you guys, as as believers, for those that believe, you understand you're going to die. And I was actually talking about that with my disciple this afternoon. Is that we are, because of sin, that corruption. And you got to remember, sin is corruption. That corruption is what's causing us to die. That's because our, our, our soul can't be inside something that is corrupted. That's why we're going to physically die. But through Jesus Christ, we're going to be resurrected. And so we want to go through here, and we're going to have our souls going to be secured forever in heaven. So we need to be aware of that. The wages of sin is death. What did God do to Adam and Eve 
when he expelled them from the um, from the garden for eating of the tree of knowledge? All right, I think he's gave the answer. He opened their eyes. They were going through. They covered themselves up. So God sacrificed an animal so they can cover themselves. Because remember, they covered themselves with leaves and whatnot. God sacrificed one of his animals, a picture of the lamb. I'm not saying it was the lamb. But God sacrificed the lamb so they can have skins of animals to cover their nakedness up. Because they were ashamed. And then they had to leave the Garden of Eden because they were sinful. Now, here's the thing. As more and more sin gets introduced in our lives, if you notice in the Bible, lifespans became shorter. So like when Adam, he was 900 some years when he passed and went to be present with the Lord. And then the others that follow um, uh, Seth, he lived there. If you follow the lineage in Genesis, they lived for a long time. But after a while, with the sin, the lifespan became shorter and shorter. So now, you know, the average life, depending on where you're at in the world, is anywhere from 75 to 100. And in some places, it's less. And it's because of sin, the corruption of our body. It can't sustain because that corruption's eaten away, like cancer. Cancer consumes you. Sin will consume you as well. And so that's that's one of the ways you have to kind of look at it. People don't realize that they're sinners. They think they're living that good life. Romans 8.1. Let's go there. Anyone have it for me? Audrey? There is therefore now no inclination alright so there's now no condemnation to them because we follow Christ Jesus and I've talked about this in the past in teaching and if you haven't heard me say it before when you see Christ Jesus we're talking about God's authority we're talking about the Lord we're talking about Jesus Christ as King alright so we have Jesus Christ right there and his authority. So that's where we have that. We're not, we're following after Christ Jesus and we're walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Alright. Next stop, let's go to Romans 10.9. So it's all right there. So again, you can kind of see it where we go through it is Romans Road. But this is the, this is the, this is the good news. This is how we go through and we can help reconcile whether they think they're good and they think they know peace. In Romans 10, 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart. So it's two parts of this. You need to confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't put, you know, anything else. It's one statement and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You have to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you can't just accept it in head knowledge. You have to believe it in your heart. You have to feel it. You have to experience that inside of there. So it has it's a one two punch, as I like to say. You have to know it up here and you have to know it here. It's a combination. One punch up, one punch there, and it's where you get through and execute on that. Alright, so that's you know, again, 
and then we're hit here in Romans um, right here. Uh, we'll say right here in Romans ten thirteen, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It just reaffirms it in what verse nine just said. So that that's Romans road. It's a journey. So you, they have to understand that. This road is a road to peace. And people have to reconcile with this. Some people have to wrestle with this. So in order to know Jesus, as you know Jesus, you know peace. Now here's the great thing as I was going through with my disciple this afternoon. We were talking about learning the Word of God, loving the Word of God, and living the Word of God. So the three L's associated with that. So to help your friend, so if you're if you're ministering, you're witnessing to someone, and they they say they have peace, and but they're caught up in the world. Do they know about God? They need to learn about God. That that's that's a challenge. That is the thing, and that's why Luke and I harp on you guys. You got to be reading your Bible daily. That's why we do it. We want you guys to learn about God. Don't take my word for it. We want you to experience. I'm going to make some mistakes. Not intentionally, but I'll cross some wires and I'll say the wrong thing. Don't take my word for it. Look at the Bible. That's why we say this. We're a Bible-believing church here at HBF. The fellowship that we have with other churches, they are Bible-believing churches as well. They believe in what God does inside of here. Because there's a lot of Bibles. And you can go watch Joel Osteen on Sunday morning thinking you're a good person. And he'll hold up his Bible and say, hey, we're going to say a prayer about our Bible. And then he doesn't use it for his sermon. He gives you some feel-good, psycho-mumble-jumble. No. We have to look at this. This is why Pastor Brian goes through on Sunday morning. If you ever notice in our service, like when the AV team throws up the Bible verses, those are the key Bible verses Pastor Brian wants you to understand inside uh, his message. That's part of the the punch to get you to pay attention. I will also tell you that all the other Bible verses that Pastor Brian has in his messages support this. And so, as I've gotten to serve with in the AV ministry, I've gotten to see this over the years. The Bible is true. The Bible is real. The only way you're going to learn about God and learn about the Word is getting into it and reading it yourself. Not listening to me, not listening to Luke, not listening to any of the other pastors, not listening to some other TV evangelists. You have to read it. And so that's why we encourage you. That's why we harp on you. That's why when I sent out the message to Luke, they sent to your parents, we're challenging you guys to read your Bible. And all we're asking is one chapter a day. Ten minutes. One chapter. It doesn't take that long to read one chapter in the Bible. Ten minutes. Can you give ten minutes to the Lord? He gave His only begotten Son that was beaten, spit upon, crucified. For you, so you can have eternity with God. And all he's asking is 10, 15 minutes reading the Bible. Can you do that for a guy that died for you? So we need to learn about that. And as you learn about the Bible, you get to live it, or you get to love it. You come to appreciate it. We're getting ready to start the Bible conference in a couple weeks. We get to put hands to this. 
these Bibles that we're giving or getting ready to create, they're going halfway around the world. You're going to have an influence as you assemble that Bible. That one Bible, you don't know who it's going to go to, but the prayer should be, Lord, use this Bible for whoever gets it so they get to know you. You know, it's going to... I forget where they're going to. Do you remember right offhand, Brianna? Yeah, it's... I just know South America as well. Um, but it's going to a Spanish... We're making 5,000 whole Bibles going to a Spanish-speaking country. So, we have an opportunity to have a cha- effect change. There's actually people in our church because people have been generous if they had actually moved here from other countries, not knowing that we've actually had a connection with them. There was one year, I was amazed by this, and this is this is God's work. The Bible that Pastor Brian and Amy signed and wrote a good message to, it was Romanian Bible. Doug Howie got that Bible and opened it up, and it was from Pastor Brian and Amy. That's God. That's not planned. We couldn't organize and coordinate that if we tried. It can only be done through God. And so Doug had that Bible, and you know what's even more amazing is Pastor Brian discipled Doug Howie. And Doug Howie was just here just a few, was it six weeks ago, talking about Romania and the struggle, because he's right next door to a war. And it might be the epic center of World War III. It's that close to it. It's going to have a real impact. And it already does have an impact on us. So we need to kind of see that, you know. So we got to, you got to learn how to, got to learn the Word of God. When you learn it, you start seeing what God has done for you. You come to love it. And as you love and embrace what God's done for you, it becomes a part of you and you'll live it. I have a testimony and I want to share this real quick. I have not been a great person lately. I have been a jerk. I'm going to be honest. I'm keeping it clean because it's a recorder. I want to use other words. And I have people here that will testify that. And you know why? Because I wasn't learning about the Word. I wasn't loving the Word. And I wasn't living the Word. I wasn't in my daily reading. I was letting the world win. It's that much of an impact for us. So for me to have peace, I have to know Jesus. How do I know Jesus? Well, he's not here on this earth with me physically right now. I didn't witness this crucifixion. I didn't rec- I didn't see his resurrection. I didn't see him at the Mount Transfiguration. I didn't see him ascend to heaven. I didn't get to see that. That was 2,000 years ago. But I get to see it through the Word. God's perfectly preserved Word. This is important. And so if we want to know Jesus, we got to get in His Word. As we get in and we know the Word, we get to know peace. K-N-O-W, peace. We get to know that. We get to have knowledge of peace. And it brings comfort. Because you have peace. You're not worried about this. That's the power of that. You cannot know Jesus. And you're going to run around this world lost. Thinking, I have peace. And you know what? You're going to find peace in other places. The bad no. The N-O. You're not going to know peace. You're going to find it in video games. You're going to find it in TV. You're going to find it on the internet. You're going to find it in substances. You're going to hang out with the wrong people. You're going to do wrong things. 
Because you don't know Jesus Christ and you don't know peace. You're going to substitute Jesus thinking you have peace. That's what's happening, Hallie. That's a good question. They think they have peace, but they're substituting it. They're putting something else there. Um, let me put it another way. Have you ever drink diet soda? Diet soda. Okay. All right. Have you ever drank regular? So take, for instance, if you ever had a regular Coke and then you had Diet Coke, you ever had the, you ever had the differences? You have the real Coke here and you have the Diet Coke and there's a different taste to it and it's nasty. It's, it's artificial sweeteners versus real sweeteners. And the best Coke is Mexican Coke, by the way. Mexican Coca-Cola. Let me correct that. Mexican Coca-Cola uses real sugar. American Coca-Cola uses corn syrup. And Diet Coke, they use all sorts of chemicals that they make in a lab. So that's that's artificial. It's not true inside her. But God's word is sweeter than that. So if you want to know Jesus, you want to have a relationship with Jesus, you will get that peace. How do we do that? We need to read his Bible. We need to get into it daily. Ten minutes. Ten minutes is nothing. Ten minutes out of 24 hours. Um, 60 minutes. Um, so i got a calculator handy besides me. What did you say? What's 60 times 24? 480. 480. No, it's 60 minutes times 24. It'd be 140. 1,440, that's right. 60 times 24. 60 minutes, there's 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes. There's 1,440 minutes in a day. That's 1,440 minutes, and we're all asking for 10 of it. That's not even 1%. That's less than 1% of your total day. 1%. Can you imagine if you gave 10% of your time to the Lord? That would be 140 minutes. That's 2 hours and 10 minutes, 20 minutes. We're asking for just 10 minutes. All right? 10 minutes is less than 1% of your total day that you can give to the Lord and get to know Jesus so you can know peace. All right? That's a good question, Hallie. Um, how do we do that? And we have to use it the Word of God. We have to go through and read our Bibles. And so if you want to know who Jesus Christ is, I want to start out here in Isaiah 9.6. I'm going to close out with that. Because that's the fulfilled promise. The purpose of Isaiah 9.6 is the prophecy of Jesus Christ coming. So again, back to 9. Uh, and it's the Christmas story. You know, we hear it every year. We'll see it. And in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A gift. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. So if you come over here, you get to know who Jesus Christ is, you will know peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He's going to give you peace inside of here. And as we close, 
I do want to equip you with another tool. I call it the ABCs. You guys know your alphabet? But salvation is as simple as ABC. Alright? A, you have to admit you're a sinner. We saw that in Romans Road. We have to admit that we're sinners. We've come short of the glory of God. B, you have to believe. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose again on the third day. You need to believe that. And it's just not up here in your mind, but you have to believe it in your heart. So believe in your mind, believe in your heart. C, you have to confess it. You need to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, yes, Jesus Christ did die for my sins. He did die and He was buried and rose again. Yes, Lord, I believe this. And you're saved. It's that easy. It's not complicated. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to stand and do this. You don't have to give all this other stuff to it. You don't have to... You don't have to jump through hoops. It's just it's easy to come know Jesus and accept Him, and then you'll know your peace. Alright, any questions? I want to give you guys a chance. Alright, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll be dismissed. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we come before You and just say thank You for this evening. Just thank You for the time that we've had together.